Hey, it's Karen Hunter from the Karen Hunter Show on Sirius XM Urban View. Here's a highlight from today's show. He is a recruiter extraordinaire and a whole lot of other great things. Father. Yeah, back in the building. And actually, you know what, Karen? One thing that I want us to try to change, because I feel like just I feel like we're going to have more conversations uh, in 2022. It's not that recruiting is not who I am because I still do it and do it with the best of them, but I do less of it. I'm more of a coach, consultant, and a speaker. So when I put diversity strategist and risk mitigator, it really is around helping organizations figure out what are we not doing right around diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. So I coach a lot of executives. I work with a number of organizations, and I wreck microphones all across the country. That's who I am. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, sir. You look amazing uh, and happy belated birthday. What we talked to you right before uh, after your birthday. Um, and, and on that, though, I feel like uh, when we first started this journey together, you know, everything from Rip the Resume, which today is the still the best resume book uh, in the on the market. But I think that work, what it means to work, uh, success, like I think all of those things have shifted in the midst of COVID and a lot of us have had epiphanies about what we will and will not do. Our, our lines in the sand have been drawn differently and our numbers have changed because we have learned that we can do a lot with a little and we could do without a lot of things. And we don't really need the stress and the drama and quality of life and love and happiness uh, supersede that rat race that a lot of us found ourselves in. What, what are you seeing? Yeah, I mean, again, um, I, I struggle and say yes and no, you know, because behind having great health, we, we have to generate income some particular way. And and I listened to uh, Angela Matthews, and she made some extremely good points earlier in the uh, conversation. You made some good points around working less and how Bezos and others are flying out out of the uh, the the country, if you will. But but here's the deal: we have tools that are placed in front of us. The young lady who called in who wanted to just give back her IT training. We have digital blackboards that are free that we can take advantage of. And so we have folks that are are making tons and tons of money utilizing and leveraging some of these tools, some of these new things that are in front of us. But even still. Most of that is luck. It takes good quality, solid work. And in many cases, Karen, hard work for us to get to some point where we can detach, we can be a bit more hands-off, we can be a bit more laissez-faire around how we spend our time. So freedom for me is knowing, it's knowing exactly what I need to do to get to a point where I can be a philanthropist. That's what I've always Mm. wanted in my life. I've just wanted to be able to give. And that doesn't necessarily have a dollar sign attached to it, like be a multi-multi-millionaire or gazillionaire. I just want to be in a position where I can give away money freely and it not impact me, my family, or my family's family. So so that's freedom for me. I won't get there bar you know, uh, me getting lucky. I'm not going to get there without continuing to work hard in the work that I do right now. All right, so let's sit in there for a second. Uh, number here is 866-801-8255. Torin Ellis, T-O-R-I-N Ellis, like Ellis Island. You can follow him at Torin Ellis on the Twitter. Um, Angela came in 2015, uh, a tech marketing person, 
And then the next year started her investment club. And then it's been off to the races. And now she's an accredited investor. That was a seven-year journey. I started this radio show 2014 with a particular vision. I I had a seven-year plan and what I wanted this show to be in seven years uh, beyond it being a good show, I, there were financial things, but more importantly, I wanted the show to sprout other shows. I wanted the show to be a launch pad for other voices. I, you know, I wanted to to sew in that way and also be a launch pad for other ideas. So out of that came in class with Carr, now Nubia Narrative, Healthy Wealthy Wise. Like there are other, we're about to do a travel thing. God willing, I'm I'm, I'm on and everybody go go to go somewhere and sit your ass down so we can go to Africa. I want to go to Egypt, South Africa. There's, there's like places I need to go with my family, with my people. Um, but that's gonna be a whole thing. Uh, I want to do a reverse transatlantic slave trip going from the sea islands to Barbados, to Brazil, to, you know, to Africa. Like I have these ideas that I want to manifest, but it's all around community, community building and knowing ourselves. Right. So that's, that's my vision board, but it couldn't happen without grinding it out for seven years. And that seems to be like the magic number grinding it out to, to the point where you can build, like a lot of us want to run before we we've crawled, before we even sat up, before our neck has any muscles, we just, I want that. And because we see, you know, folk that have meteoric, you know, success coming out of nowhere. I mentioned Montero, you know, Lil Nas X, like out of nowhere, we all think we can do that too. But the reality is most of us will have to grind it out for a period. But most of us aren't willing to do that. So while we're chasing the thing, we never sit long enough to root, grow, water, fertilize, grow, and then use that to, to do the things we want to do. Judith E. Glazer says in the book, Conversational Intelligence, to get to the le- next level of greatness depends on our culture, which depends on our relationships, which depends on our conversations. Everything happens through conversation. This right here is a platform of conversation. And depending on how people engage with the frequency that's been delivered, you know, over the course of the time that you've been here and before, depending on how people act on the information that's shared with them, will have some impact on how successful they are. You said this magic number seems to be seven. I would say it's probably 10. I would say it may be Malcolm Gladwell's 10,000 hours. Mm. I don't know what the formula is. For some of us, it means we have to work a little bit harder. For me, the, the mountain has been a very, very steep climb because I've been in the DNI space for over a decade. And up until George Floyd, like people listened to me in 2015 and 16 and 17, but trust me, Karen, I wasn't the person that I am in 17 and 18 that I am today. People listen differently now as a result of an event that none of us could have predicted, yet we did predict it. So I just want people to know Whatever it is that you are doing, figure out how you can grind on it, grind heavy, determine how much you're willing to grind, but try to support it in ways that will allow you to escape a little bit. Spend time with family, put some money and some effort and attention into other things that are not as stressful. But just know that most of us, we're going to have to work hard and it's going to have to it's going to have to happen for a set period of time. Make it make it easy uh, or 
not easy because nothing nothing worth having they say is easy so i'm just eight, yeah six, i don't you know i i i mean i i wish i wish mine would have been a bit easier if if i'm telling the truth sure i wish i would have you know been a seven-figure consultant you know five six seven years ago absolutely wish that, that would have been the case but the point being you have to work to to show yourself prove it if you will so for most of us, it's going to be a lot more than just putting some poses up on Instagram and doing some funny dances on TikTok and think that we're going to make it. We have to be willing to do the work. And I don't think most black people are afraid of doing the work. No. Here's the issue that I have. I think too many of us are afraid of exploring where we can do that work. We are too linear in thinking about job opportunities. Mm -hmm. We're too linear. We're too committed to stand in the same capacity, the same industry, the same environment, the same role, the same region. We're not willing to take chances. I just shot you over a story of a 14 year old that made over a million dollars in a day on what? a platform that Wait. we talked about last week. I'm sorry, Wait. before the holiday. All right, so hold on, I see this link. Hold on, let me, 14 year 14. old, a gr little girl. Wait, hold on, 14 year old on NFTs. NFTs. What? What? NFTs. And, and listen, Karen, this is not a fluke of a story. I love not only the story, but the mission. And why did I share that story and save it? Full transparency. My hand up, my right, as long as I'm black and breathing, my hand is up right now. I saved that story because two years ago, I had an idea for doing my second book. Idea fell through. Last year, wanted to revive that idea fell through publisher you know the publisher reached out to me wiley published and reached out to me did the full proposal then they kicked me to the curb so i dropped it i woke up over christmas break and read the story and i was like you know what i'm gonna either do the second book or i'm going to turn rip the resume into an nft and i'm gonna make a large percentage of the proceeds to go down the orally cancer research foundation that's the reason why i shared the story with you mm. Mm. 866-801-8255 got to have Dr. Idea Green back on to give us an update uh, as well this is that year where I'm going back into what we started uh, and that's having right. completion because that's also with the seven um, so what what's on the horizon for, for those hardworking folk and I like what you said because even in, in money you know and I, I'm going to dig deeper into this because you know on on these airwaves you've I've heard every kind of business idea and it's usually something that requires a whole lot of work with not a whole lot of return. Even every last Thursday of the month, we have buy from a black woman.com on Nikki Porsche. And a lot of those businesses are work intensive, very work intensive. And, you know, I'm grateful to share the platform and I'm happy that, you know, that Thursday for a lot of these companies, that's, that's a, that's a win for them because we're so supportive. This, this audience is so supportive. You know, but I, as I look at those businesses, I'm like, there's there's an easier business model to make that same money or to make more money yeah. and not have yeah. to do so much to do it. And I feel like we haven't figured that out. Yeah. Yeah. That's the linear piece. And that's the the last line of the quote from Judith. You know, everything happens in conversations. I don't know if people really picked up on uh, and this. That's a bad suggestion. I don't want people to miss what Angela Matthews said about 40 minutes ago. I talk to my accountant every month to figure out how many or how I can fill in more of those lines on the tax form. 
that's a totally different conversation than I'm just going to get my 1040 or my 1040 easy, or I'm going to do it myself done. Totally different conversation. So the reason why so many people go with traditional businesses, and again, I absolutely applaud and encourage entrepreneurship given all that we've experienced in workplaces, I'm not the advocate that we all must be and remain in corporate America, but you gotta also understand if we're gonna start a business and we want it to be a true business, it doesn't need to be a solopreneur. We need to be hiring some people so that they can help us to do and grow some of that work. But the way for us to get away from those linear, um, reasonable suspect businesses, we gotta be in some different conversations. Yes. I sit in different rooms with exec executives and I get to listen to different ways that they are going about building their business. I get to look at and listen to ways that they are exploring, implementing and bringing technology into the business. I get to look at uh, movement of people and human capital resources and how they determine what they're going to do from region to region, country to country. It's a different conversation. And what do I do? Take all of those conversations, Karen take the experiences that I have coaching executives. And then I say to myself, now, how can I throw this into a software solution that I can now put into the marketplace? Taking all of that mm. intellectual capital, all of that reconnaissance that I'm gaining through my experiences, how do I wrap that into a technology that Torin Ellis can now put into this uh, uh, atmosphere? It's about us thinking about work differently. Yes, we start a business. It can be something to get us going, but never be satisfied with being, uh, you know, normal. I want us to be radical. I want us to swim upstream and stop swimming downstream with everybody else. Well, you know, it's easy. You get up, you go to work, you got the time, you, you get the salary, you, you negotiate, you go back in, you get a raise, you, you do rinse and repeat. You That's comfort, right? Because so, you know what that is. But we don't. Like, I want to know what everybody does in a company. <laughs> you know, like, as I mentioned, you know, when I got to the Daily News, I'm in the sports department. But, okay, what's your Sunday editor? What do you do? Okay, you edit features. Okay, who's got the power here? Oh, editorial page. Okay, let me go back there and see what y'all do. Oh, that's boring. But wait a minute, that's where the power is. Okay, let the business sec. you know, like, once you, I'm in a newspaper, but being in a newspaper, I could have stayed. There were people in sports for 30 years, you know, until they started shrinking the department and then they lost their job. I moved to, I worked business. I did all of the things and then wrote a column, you know, and figured out where the power was at that place. And then how do I want to freak this power? Or how do I, do I want some of this? Oh, this guy's giving money to Dan Snyder, Mort Zuckerman, to, and then he bought the, the Redskins, while I was at the, it was called the Redskins, while I was at the paper, and, I, and and he had failed like three businesses. Mort Zuckerman kept giving him money, and I was like, what does he do? So then fast come, like, we have to be curious enough. So, Torin, tell us where those off-the-line businesses are that we should be leaning into for 2022, 866-801-8255. Torin Ellis is here. Tell us. Yeah, so I absolutely feel like, you know, you mentioned one a moment ago, we should be exploring all in every way of the blockchain. Like we have to understand exactly what is going on on that blockchain. I, I remember saving my domain, torrenellis.com. I saved that. I want to say it was like December of 2004 or something like that. Well, before I even decided I wanted to use it. Like I was still doing another business when I saved that one. I just saved torrenellis.x. 
on the blockchain uh, platform because it's a smart and more aggressive domain. A, I want to control my likeness. And B, I want to be able to do some things that other people are not able to do, you know, two months from now, six months from now, two years from now. So blockchain is absolutely a place that we all should be looking at. I think another place where a number of opportunities are, it's in the cybersecurity space. And everything about cybersecurity is not always technology. 50% of cybersecurity has to do with the human intelligence piece, movement, um, facial recognition, just uh, all types of things around us as individuals. How do we show up in workplaces? How do we show up in community and uh, communal spaces? So a part of cybersecurity is just the human intelligence aspect. So I would look at the cyber cybersecurity space. I, I would look at anything, mm. Karen, that has something to do with fintech. I would look at anything, Karen, that has something to do with uh, platform type uh, opportunities, whether it be Uber or DoorDash or uh, Airbnb. I would look at anything that has something to do with how are we making people's lives better. I would look, Karen, last suggestion before you take a call, I would look at anything right now that is being automated by a robot. Now, that right there should, that should open Yo, up everything for everybody. I remember- Almost every, every field is being impacted by robotics. You were the first person to talk about driverless trucks on these airwaves. First time I ever heard about it was out of your mouth and 3D printing. First time I ever heard about it was you. So I know uh, you see what's happening. I know what you're saying is absolutely true. Um, and on the investment side, if if you're listening, if you if you're not going to get into those businesses, you need to look at the the companies that are trading on the stock market and do some homework and research around that because that that's not going anywhere, especially cybersecurity. So, what are the leading companies? Which ones are publicly traded? Which ones pay a dividend? Which one like do some homework because you know you can be in this without having to do a whole lot other than invest money. Absolutely. And, and that's the that's the, the double entendre around work. You can work in the field or you can allow your money to work in the field. But that's the reason why I raised those as industries of importance. I love it. Um, you mentioned last uh, uh, like a couple of years ago about people 3D printing homes. And then I just saw like a 60 minute piece on them doing that in a, in a country. Now it's like, you know, helping a whole village. And I was like, Damn, Torin, you were so ahead of it. Um, what else are you seeing? And for for folk out there, you know, who like the they're calling it the Great Resignation, but like you said, people still got to eat. And at some point, you know, you don't know if these the child tax credit is going to continue. You don't know if you know uh, all of the the you know. I know that the COVID relief fund is going to be up soon. Like a lot of folk who were getting COVID relief as businesses and were able to pay people. Uh, like especially daycare workers next now, 2022, you, you get hit with a, about a COVID, you're not going to be able to pay your staff. So that's already happening. That money's drying up. There's a limited time. There's a window, just like we talked off mic about, you know, diversity. There's a George Floyd window where y'all, y'all know, right? So what do you, what suggestions do you have for people who, um, want to leave the marketplace, want to, want to march out on their own, but, you know, haven't quite figured it out yet. 
Yeah, I mean, I think think the easiest one, Karen, is just curiosity. Um, You know, and I say that all the time. I think that curiosity is what's going to cure a lot of our ill, our pause in, in our community. And when I say curiosity, again, we can spend our time on Instagram looking at some of the fun stuff. We can spend our time on, you know, the, the computer or television watching some of the fun stuff. But we have to add to our diet something that shocks us, something that bores us, something that we're unaware of. I, li- li- I think about last May or March, I think it was, I went 90 days studying hijabi women because I wanted to know more about that culture and how they made decisions, how they moved, how they communicated. And it was all sparked from an article. Uh, I, I think it was a story around um, the, the, the woman who wore a hijab and she was a fencer and Nike sponsored her. Ibtihad so, Muhammad. Ibtihad exactly. Muhammad. That, was, that, was the, that was the spark of curiosity for me. So what I think is required for all of us, the easiest thing is just find something to be curious about. You know what you know. The challenge is to explore and be in areas where you don't know what you don't know. Be curious, immerse yourself in that. You'll find yourself saying, wow, this. And then you'll actually find yourself like, I think I can do that. Or you'll be like Angela was an hour ago and you'll find another partner or team of people that can help usher you into that area where you have a bit of a deficiency, but you can still get your skills up. So I just think the number one step is we got to be curious. And on that, um, the universe is, is very interesting. The more you work towards something, the more things come to you as well. Like, so it's almost, it's almost science, you know, it's chemistry. If you're, if you're out there seeking something, you know, the Bible says seeking you shall find it's the act of seeking is that, that curiosity that you're talking about that will reveal certain things as you are pursuing other things, things open up. I I know every, every Saturday when I'm sitting there with Dr. Carr, he'll drop something. Obscu- it's obscure to me because I never heard it before. And I'm sitting there going down a rabbit hole while he's, t- I'm like, how come I never heard of this person before? And then that leads me to the next person. And that leads me to another person. And then I'm like, why don't we know this person's story? And I'm just so fascinated by how much we don't know, but it's that pulling of the thread. It's that curiosity that you talk about, but you have to put yourself in that place. I couldn't agree with you more. 866-801-8255. I'm sorry. Go ahead. And, and curiosity is, you know, it's a responsible formula because we're all different. And, and one of the things that, you know, tends to frustrate me is when we try to be super prescriptive and what it is that we think is going to help a person to become better. That's like me trying to minimize God. And I'm trying to tell other people about my relationship with God. Like, who am I to minimize the most high that he is the way that Torin has defined him and all of the rest of you have this thing wrong? That's irresponsible. So I just think that curiosity is a safe recommendation for how people can better their situation. I love it. I love it. You mentioned Airbnb. Well, they just announced that they're going to start hiding guest names to fight racial discrimination after being sued by three black women. Uh, <laughs> but only in the United one U.S. state. Airbnb hosts in Oregon will see only guests initial, uh, not their first name. 
uh, until a booking is confirmed. And this move follows a 2019 settlement where three Portland area women sued the company. The black women claim the hosts were allowed to discriminate against and reject customers based on race. You know, we see this in the workplace too, with people's names on their resume and people with black sounding names get called, don't get callbacks uh, and all of this. Uh, this change will fully roll out January 31st. Uh, but it's only in one state, so I don't know how that has a... Yeah, you know, and I forget the name of that. That um, it, it was like the bright light or the bright star. It was bright something that Airbnb did back in 2019 when this um, it, it surfaced. But to that point around uh, anonymization of, of names on resumes, that HR technology is in this marketplace. I have two friends that have companies that do that. I'm always routine for them. But I say to them all the time, and, and I say to others, you know, in, in, in the work that I do, it's not something that I'm a fan of, because at some point, you, I'm going to reveal that I'm Black to, to whoever that hiring manager is, to whoever that internal contact is. And I want that to happen sooner rather than later. Um, so I just feel like we got to do a better job of protecting the entire interview process and not sanitize and inoculate it and make it safe in the beginning. And then in the end, it still becomes, oh shit, this person is a black man or a black right. woman or disabled or a veteran. I, I want all of that to be addressed in the beginning and addressed fairly through the entire process. Okay. I mean, but I do see, I see the, the validity of that too, because then you can expose the racism. Uh, but let, we don't have much time, so I want to do. I want to get Tony in North Carolina in. He has a question. Welcome to the Karen Hunter Show. You're on. Tor and Ellis is here. Hi. Hi, Karen and Tor. Um, my question is: um, I have one older daughter that just finished her master's, and I have two other kids that are still in school. One for engineering, one for teaching. So, one of the things I've been trying to express to them my opinion about the future workplace is get more involved in um, VR and AR-related curriculum. But it doesn't seem in most of your schools there's a lot of curriculum that backs that up. So I'm trying to figure out if I'm convinced that I think that's going to be a big part of the workplace or the market one day, what are some avenues maybe I can help push my kids into to learn more about that now that maybe would help them as this gets more integrated into our society down the line and so one i would like to know do you agree with me on that and then two what would be some ideas you have that i can help them get involved with with that yeah absolutely agree with you and a quick response is in three words well in three steps number one i mentioned mary spio uh when i was on one of the last two times mm -hmm. mary spio s-p-i-o make sure you share that name with your uh your children number two no, no one can stop you from getting to YouTube or Khan Academy. So the bottom line is, if you agree, and, and I agree with you that a, uh, uh, AR and VR are extremely important, self-directed. So once they're done with their homework, challenge them 15 minutes a day, 20 minutes a week, an hour a week that they have to immerse themselves in something dealing with the subject matter. Hey, this is Karen Hunter. You can listen to The Karen Hunter Show live every Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. East on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.